Again, welcome to another edition of the Limit Large Seeker Podcast. I am Billy Santiago, along with my good friend of 35 years, Gary Rodriguez, here to bring you another edition of the Limit Large Seeker Podcast here on the day after uh, election, the midterms throughout the uh, country. And uh, Gary's here with some thoughts, and then we're going to be talking about uh, Thanksgiving coming up. We'll dabble into some NFL football and the Dallas Cowboys trying to acquire another wide receiver, possibly. And the Astros, the big winner in the Astros World Series. We'll share that with you coming up. But Gary's here with some opening thoughts. Gary, what's going on, buddy? Thank you, Bill. First of all, we want to recognize all the veterans out there and make sure that they know that they're appreciated for Veterans Day. I'm a veteran. Your father was a veteran. And I believe that uh, veterans are finally getting their due in the course of life here in the United States of America. Without our veterans, we have nothing. We don't have freedoms, and for sure, we don't have elections as we had last night. So veterans, a round of applause to you. Thank you very much for your service. Thank you for all you do for all of us, and we hope you have a very safe, healthy, and happy Veterans Day. Yep, Bill, you're right. Election night last night all across the country. And, you know, some went our way and some didn't. But uh, now, when you say our way, Gary, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, I'm a Republican. I'm a conservative. There were certain people I was pulling for and there were certain people I was pulling against. But at the end of the day, I know one thing. It's all in God's hands. And whatever happens is exactly what God wanted to happen. And there's a reason for it. We just have to live with it without question. And I choose to do that. However, reflecting and observing on the results from last night, there's still a couple of races that are still up in the air. We won't know for at least a few days. And I'm hopeful that the Republicans do retake uh, control of the House of Representatives. Not quite sure if it's going to work out for the Senate, but I think anything that we can do to stop Biden's agenda and this left wing agenda and this green climate change agenda, which I think is pie in the sky, I think that's what we need to do. And for that, I want to thank God for helping us get that marginal victory to make sure that we can stop the Biden agenda. We need to drop prices at the gas pump and at the grocery store. We need to close the border. We need to have orderly and legal and lawful immigration. And also, we need to make sure that we stop spending money that we just don't have. And uh, one of those big bills, uh, Gary, could possibly be the student loan forgiveness bill, which is going to cost the uh, taxpayers a lot of money. Yeah, you went to college, right? I went to college. I went to college. I borrowed $726, Gary. I paid mine. And I, you know, I think everybody should. And, you know, when you think about it, there's really not a lot of forgiving going on, even if it does get approved, which I hope it doesn't. But there's not a lot of forgiving going on. I think it's a maximum of $10,000. You know, a lot of people leave college with college debt loans up to $100,000, $150,000. So, you know, they're really not doing anybody that big of a favor, especially those who did pay their loans like you and me. And I think that it's a 
just a mirage. It's something that they did to try to garner a few votes, and they probably did garner a few votes. But at the same time, I don't think that $10,000 is going to make a, much of a dent in what people really do owe. And because they're waiving this $10,000 amount, what's to say these uh, people who are holding these loans are saying, eh, I'm not going to pay it. I'll wait, and they'll probably forgive another ten thousand. Well, you know what the strategy behind that was, Gary. Let me see if I can get some young folks in. Yeah. For this midterm election. Yeah. Let me do, absolutely. Let me do a forgiveness, uh, your student loan, and uh, let's see what happens. Well, you know, it didn't work in Florida because of Ron DeSantis. You know, he just killed it in Florida, and there was talk. You know, I was watching the election returns last night, and uh, you know, there was talk that the first time in a lot of years that Miami-Dade County votes were a Republican for governor. And it hadn't happened in the past. And DeSantis, when the hurricane uh, Ian came in, in three days, he had a, a bridge rebuilt. Yeah. He got people's electricity back on in a timely fashion. And he made sure that the people that were homeless were taken care of with shelter. So guy's a great leader. That I shows you good leadership. Now the question, Gary, mm -hmm. I ask of you. Yes. I know okay. what this question is. <laughs> uh, you know, Trump was, uh, was, uh, hinting around that he's going to make a big announcement coming up next Tuesday about his intentions for 2024. I wonder after the result from last night, is he still going to throw his name in the hat? Of course he is. He's not going to break stride for Ron DeSantis or, uh, Asa Hutchinson or, or anybody else. Trump is the man. It, Trump is the image and the face, uh, albeit a little bit orange, of the Republican Party. He's going to do it because he's done it before. He had gas at $1.87, at least here regionally. And I think Ron DeSantis is going to be a president someday. I just don't think he's going to be the president in 2024. And or the nominee for the Republican Party. Or the nominee for the Republican Party and ultimately the presidency. I just don't see who the Democrats have on deck to take on a Trump or a DeSantis. It, it's, um, but you know what, Gary? Uh, a lot of people that Trump candidates that Trump supported did not win. Well, yeah, okay, but and see, that's people think that reflects on Trump. That doesn't reflect on Trump. Trump endorsed them. Trump helped them. I guarantee you they got millions of more votes because of Trump than they would have without Trump. Now, is that going to wash out into a victory for every single one of them? Of course not. I think it's ludicrous to expect that because if you're expecting that, you're setting yourself up for failure and disappointment. I think Trump uh, helping somebody and endorsing somebody helps. After that, it's up to you. We were talking before we went on the air, Billy, about uh, Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. He wasn't even from Pennsylvania. Jersey. He got into the race a little bit late. Trump didn't give him his support till later on. I mean, right. the deal about Donald Trump, he's not going to endorse you just because you're a Republican. You got to be willing and able to show him something. He wants to know, can you win? Are you a fighter? And Oz, I think he's pretty passive, you know, relative to what I think Trump is looking at or looking for in a candidate. You can't be passive. You have to go Let out there. Let me ask you a question, Gary. Yeah. Okay. Oprah came out and endorsed uh, Oz's, uh, Dr. Oz's opponent, uh, Fetterman, who ended up winning. Uh, Fetterman. Of, uh, was it Fetterman? Fetterman. Yeah. Fetterman. That, what did I say? Bitterman? Bitterman. But he looks okay. like a bitter man. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, uh, Oprah endorsed him. 
don't know if that made a big difference, but the Oreo carry, you know, Oprah carries a lot of weight. A lot of people are saying because Oprah is the one that discovered Dr. Oz. Yeah, she gave him a platform. She gave him a platform. But at the end of the day, here's what happened. I guarantee you, behind the scenes, this is what happened. The Obamas did an interview with Oprah several times a bunch of years ago when Obama first got elected. He called in that favor. He said, hey, uh, Oprah, uh, I know you interviewed me and Michelle. Uh, I'll need you to to dump uh, Oz and uh, help us out with uh, Fetterman. And I think that's what happened. Now, because John Fetterman to me is is a subpar candidate. But when you have Oprah Winfrey behind you and her millions and millions of low information voters who, who love her and they'll do whatever she says to do, they're gonna do it because to a lot of people, Oprah walks on water. I've never been a fan of hers. I'm sorry. I don't have anything against her. It's just that I find that her stick to me is well worn out. Okay. It's a good point. But I think it had something to do with them getting some additional votes from I'm agreeing with uh, some suburban women in the uh, yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I am agreeing with you. Yeah. Sure. Now, let's move to Texas. Uh, Fettel <laughs> O'Rourke, governor. Yeah. I, you know, I put all over my Facebook, Buck Fettel. So he's done. Uh, hopefully he goes away and crawls into the hole that he came out of. He's useless. The guy as a candidate and as a public servant, he was a, I think, a one term congressman out of right. the El Paso area. And he just, he has a charisma. It, whether you like him or hate him, he does have charisma. And I'm going to give him that. The deal is Texas voters see through that. And they understand that all you have is a certain amount of charm. You have a certain amount of swagger. That is not going to help balance a budget. And the other thing with this is, I think one of the things that took uh, Bethel down is he was essentially behind the scenes and private conversations saying that when I'm governor, we are going to impose a state income tax on Texas. You know, Texas has enjoyed no state income tax for Ever. Holy mackerel, since I started right. working. Yeah. And I think that resonated wrongly with a lot of people. The other thing is, oh, I'm going to come get your AR-15s. Yeah, good luck. Uh, because a guy like that has no purpose in Austin in the governor's mansion. Okay. And then we move over to uh, Arizona. And uh, the lake lady was running for governor. It's so close to cause. We recorded this podcast. I haven't determined a winner yet. Yeah. But uh, the Senate went Democrat. Uh, the, the Kelly, the former astronaut, he he won he over won. Adam Laxalt. Right. Is right. it is it decided already, yeah. or is it still yeah, up they in gave here? Him the check mark. Oh, yeah. well, we still have some hopefuls out there. I think Wisconsin, uh, Nevada, and Georgia are still in. Yeah, Herschel Walker and Herschel Walker for not being a career politician, and um, I think he definitely rode his uh, football fame and, you know, the backing of Trump to be where he is. They're already saying he can't win the runoff, but I, I, I beg to differ. You, you never know that. And that's why they play the game. And then locally here in the Rio Grande Valley, Gary, you saw uh, Monica De La Cruz win district 15. Yeah. Uh, Myra Flores, who, uh, a lot of those in battle lost to Vicente. Gonzalez. I don't know. I don't know how that happened other than, uh, you know, it was, the, the, it was double digits here. Yeah. The DNC dumped a bunch of money in for Vicente Gonzalez. And I, you know, I was with uh, Monica De La Cruz, Myra Flores and Cassie Garcia Sunday 
uh, at the Radisson in McAllen. Uh, Kevin McCarthy was there. Newt Gingrich was there. Uh, and there was a lot of people there and there was a lot of enthusiasm. But I realized that there just weren't a lot, a lot of people. I mean, they they uh, they, they packed the house. It was an outdoor event and there was a lot of optimism, a lot of positivity. And I loved when uh, Cassie Garcia said, hey, send me to Washington because I'm ready to go toe to toe with AOC. She got a huge roaring round of applause. The problem is Cassie Garcia, you know, she's relatively unknown. I know her. She used to work for the city of McAllen in the. Uh, Wasn't she on, uh, didn't she work for Ted Cruz at one point? She time? was Ted Cruz's regional office administrator, something okay. like that. Uh, but she has uh, a lot of roots here in the Rio Grande Valley. She was running against Henry Cuellar to the west out there in Laredo. Um, I was sort of surprised when I saw her name come up as the candidate. She too ran a noble campaign. Uh, she did her best. She fell short. But, you know, Henry Cuellar is popular. And at the end of the day, I'm just glad that Michelle Vallejo did not win. And I think we can neutralize Vicente Gonzalez in Washington because, you know, he, he doesn't have a lot of juice. He doesn't have a lot of persuasive powers. And to be in that position, you have to be able to change minds. For a guy like that, all he has going for him is I'm a Democrat. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Democrat. Well, okay, but is there anything more to you? No, I told you I'm a Democrat. So, you know, he's going back to Washington. The good thing is in two years, he'll be up for re-election again. And I think we can find a way to, to get him out of there. What we need to do is keep the momentum going, build more momentum, get Monica primed to, I mean, Myra primed to run against him in 2024 because he does have to run again in two years. Okay. Just a little recap on what's going on in the political landscape. Yeah. The candidates won. Absolutely wonderful. I mean, I'm just waiting for the gas prices to go down here and uh, my grocery bill going down. Well, that, that'll happen, I believe, if the House does go to Republican control. Because at the very least. Well, it looks like the House yeah. is going to go. And uh, the very least, red. we can at least stop or impede Biden. I don't know what, what's wrong with this man. I really don't. First of all, I don't think he's president. I've said this before. I'm not going to harp on anything. I'm just saying the real there, president, there this the is real stuff. president behind the scenes. If you pull back the green curtain, you're going to find Barack Hussein Obama back there because they're all Obama holdovers, holdovers that are running mm-hmm. Biden's administration. You know, and you got punks in there, punks and punkettes. Jake Sullivan, guys over there trying to negotiate a deal with Ukraine and Russia. He's he doesn't have the rocks in his pockets to talk to those people. They've been doing this for years. He's brand new at this. You know, he's a he's a he's a political hack. That's what he is. He uh, he was involved in the Hillary campaign and the Russia hoax against Trump. And I just don't think you know China scolds him every time. No, it's not him. It's Blinken, Anthony Blinken, the uh, Secretary of State. China's like, dude, you're an idiot. Move on. You know, go get some sushi or something. It, 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 it's insane. But uh, yeah, you're right. We uh, we definitely have another two rough years to go, even if we do take control of the House. It's, it's going to be a challenge. But um, I think that's um, that's what prayers for. You know, we, we ask God to help us through hard times. And, and well, they were uh, saying last night, you know, if, if uh, the Republicans take the House and the Senate, uh, Biden's going to have to bend some to get things done in the next two years. If not, it's going to be a lame duck. Uh, two years. Yeah. Speaking of duck, I'm making a duck for Thanksgiving. 
What are y'all doing for Thanksgiving in the you Santiago know, my, family? My wife had got, has got a friend of hers that does, uh, you know, he's, he's a pit master, and he's smoking us a turkey. Wow. That is. We're going to have smoked turkey. I'll be at your house. You know, no, we're doing a turkey and a duck. The one thing I'm going to miss is my mother-in-law, Esther Rocha. She passed away back in February. I'm sorry to hear she that. Made, Rest uh, her soul. She made this dressing. What is it with moms and their dressing? Nobody could make. Thanksgiving dressing yeah. better than your mom. I remember when my mom was living and she was cooking Thanksgiving dinner. Man, did she did she cook it. the stuffing in the turkey or she did it off to the uh, side? A combination of both. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think we grew up with the stuffing being done in the turkey, and it always came out a little weak, a little raw, you know. Uh, yeah. But you're 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 there just munching out on the rest of the turkey and the mashed potatoes, the green beans, and cornbread, and oh my goodness, Thanksgiving yeah, such a blessing. Nobody makes. Turkey dressing, cornbread dressing. Yeah. Better than moms. Moms. Hey, speaking of moms, we want to recognize all the moms out there. Moms here where we are, moms across Texas, moms across the country, because moms are the real deal. They make things happen. They keep everything together. And before you know it, we are going to have a a uh, female president hope it's not kamala but you know they say biden won't finish out his his term so uh, just by default it will be kamala for a while but uh, you know credit to all the moms for having the wherewithal to stand up to the dads the kids the teachers um you know the librarians everybody that the moms need to put in their place for the benefit of their family and, and at the end of the day that's what moms do moms preserve the family well, Gary, you know the lottery, the Powerball. <laughs> Monday was supposed to be the drawing, but they had technical uh, issues, so they had to delay it. Yeah, but they did end up getting the winner. And he he walks away with how much? Nine hundred ninety-seven yeah, million. The, the pot was two point zero four billion dollars. Oh my goodness! And after, if he takes the cash option, it's like nine hundred ninety-seven. Good for him. Dollars. Did he buy multiple tickets or was it just one it ticket? Just one ticket. One ticket. That's all and, it takes. And check this out. You're I bought gonna, five. You're going to kick out of this. The winning location was a place called Joe's Service Center. In not, not Joe's Texaco or Joe's Master Service, right? No, no, no. Joe's <laughs> Service Center in Altadena, California, just north of LA. And the store that sold the winning ticket, the owner got a million dollars from Boom. Good so for him. Good for him. You know, that makes me happy. It uh, warms my heart to hear people fall into these windfall profits like that. So, and, Gary, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If you were really going to win the Powerball, if you ever won, yeah. what would be the first thing you would do with some money? A, but I'd buy a better microphone for my podcast. <laughs> I, I, I find this little thing here just ain't cutting it. And I got it on Amazon and I, you know, I thought I paid good money for it, but we'll, we'll figure that out. But I guess what I would do, first of all, um, try to maintain as normal life as, pos uh, as possible. Would you get some more cows for the little ranch you have? I have five acres and five acres. There's a formula that five acres can only sustain X amount of cows. So I would probably stay with my four. Okay, I'd stay so with my four cows. What about some horses? I no, I got the, you know, it, it's funny you bring that up. I was talking to somebody the other day. Growing up in Dallas, I was a pretty good horseman because my neighbor across the street, they had what they called a pasture. So we'd go to the pasture with the with their family and they'd saddle up horses and 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 we would ride horses and I grew up, you know, riding horses. Well, I moved down here in 85, went to my cousin Mario's uh, bachelor party in 
I think it was 86 or 87. And I was riding my cousin Emilio's horse and I had fun with this horse all night long. Well, at some point during the night, I think it was like three in the morning. It's a bachelor party. We're out there having fun at some ranch in, in uh, North Mission. So I've got my horse. His name was uh, Chicago. And my other cousin, Eddie, uh, jumps on the back of my horse. Well, my horse went from his legs being all loose and frolicking to four posts. And I told my cousin Eddie, now he's on the back behind me. And I turned uh, to my cousin Eddie. I said, hey, man, uh, get off, primo. I, I said, I think the horse is pissed off. And right when he said, what? I saw both of us flying through the air in the, through the shadow of the security lights, two shadows flying through the air, I landed on my left side, splayed out like a piece of liver on the kitchen floor. Uh, my cousin Eddie landed on his butt and and then jumped up, and I was on the ground and I was I was telling everybody, leave me alone. I'm pretty sure I'm going to die. And so after that, I I couldn't get on a horse. So yeah, horses know I'm scared of them, and I don't think I would ever buy a horse. Just uh, not. What about, what about pigs for the old ranch there? Pig? Hogs, huh? No, no, no. I tried goats, man. They're filthy. Uh, goats would be pooping all over the place, you know, and, and, uh, and yeah, nah, no, 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 I'm good, man. I'm good. Just, okay. uh, just a few horses and I mean, just a few cows, uh, and the rest of the five acres are mine. And I've been trying to reclaim it because, you know, if you don't, the mesquite takes over and your five acres becomes an acre. You know, right. of livable space. So, so you put that nice little lawnmower in the loose. Yeah, know, put the lawnmower in. I got yeah. a I got a steel chainsaw. I go out there and I whack and I I try to build up my wood supply. And uh, you know, the joys of country living are you know. Just, I got to tell you, you kind of live out there a little bit. There. I do. My yeah. My son says, Dad, do we have to live in Narnia? And I say, <laughs> Well, <laughs> that's where we live, and this is what we have. So, uh, but you know what? The nights out there are beautiful. Last night we had that big red moon um you know you can go out into the the patio and just uh, have a glass of wine and look up in the sky give thanks to god and admire so red merlot or white merlot uh, no i do uh, i do cabernet cabernet i do cabernet yeah. yeah and i don't go to the expensive wines you know my 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 wine is like an eight to ten dollar bottle of gotcha. wine okay. and it's that medicare call again man. time she's up <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I tell you what, man, we're uh, we're having a lot of fun with this podcast. We're going to try to get some uh, guests in here pretty soon. We have a uh, uh, a bench right now of people that we're looking to bring in. We want to get through the holidays. We want you to have a very happy Thanksgiving. We hope you had a safe uh, Halloween and life is good. We want you to remember something. If you can remember anything of what we say on this podcast, it's Live large. Be happy. Take advantage of whatever you have. If you have a nickel, you're still ahead of the game. You know, I have friends that are overheated about certain things, and and uh, I tell them, hey, if that's the worst thing that happened to you today, you're still ahead of the game. I always say, you know, six feet above ground is a good day in paradise. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much, Bill. Take us out. All right. So, hey. We got an email address. You can send it to livinglargecedar at yahoo.com. Email us your comments. We'd like for you to rate our podcast right there. Uh, we're on uh, Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on Apple. And we're on Apple. So uh, make sure you check us out. Let some friends know where you, they can listen to the Living Large Cedar podcast. I'm Billy Santiago. Until the next time, have yourself an awesome week. And live large. <laughs>